Good morning. Um, yes, we're looking at uh, Les Miserables this morning. Uh, for a long time, uh, the movie Amadeus was my favorite all-time movie uh, until this rendition of Les Mis came. So I'm really excited to share what God's put on my heart about uh, Les Mis. With that mood and tone of the musical uh, hanging in the air, uh, without any further ado, John Burns and Manda Cook, with perhaps uh, their greatest challenge, I think they truly outdid themselves with this summary. Tough to do matching music with a summary. But they are back with everything we need to know about Les Mis. Let's watch. Here's everything you need to know about Les Miserables in 5 minutes, 27 seconds. In 19th century France, prisoners toil in a massive shipyard. The man known as Prisoner 24601 has been released after serving 19 years for stealing a loaf of bread to save a child. The guard releasing him, Javert, regards the prisoner with disdain. As he releases him, he warns him he will find him should he break parole. And I'm Javert. Do not forget my name. Do not forget me. 24601. No longer just a number, Jean Valjean is known as a convict and denied shelter everywhere he goes until he is welcomed into a church. In the night, he steals the church's silver. He is caught and brought back to the church. The priest tells the guards that the silver was actually a gift. But remember this, my brother. Seeing this some higher plan, you must use this precious silver to become an honest man. Having been shown mercy, Jean Valjean decides to break his parole and start a new life under a new identity. Years later, Jean Valjean has become a factory owner and the mayor of a small town. One of his workers, a woman named Fantine, is revealed to have an illegitimate daughter. She has been sending her wages to the people who care for her daughter. Unbeknownst to Jean Valjean, she is fired by the factory foreman. To continue to support her daughter, she sells her hair and her teeth, and eventually her body as well. Fantine is nearly arrested, but Jean Valjean intercepts. Learning he is the reason for Fantine's tragic state, he has her hospitalized. As she dies, Jean Valjean promises her he will care for her daughter, Cosette. She live in my protection. Take us home. Your child will want... Meanwhile, Jean Valjean learns that a man has been mistakenly identified as him and arrested for breaking parole. Jean Valjean intercepts the man's trial and reveals his true identity. Javert attempts to arrest him, but Jean Valjean jumps into a river and escapes. Jean Valjean finds Cosette poorly cared for by a pair of swindlers who are outrageously dressed even by musical standards. He pays the couple and takes Cosette from them to raise as his daughter. Farewell, Cosette. That's Cosette. Jean Valjean and Cosette go to Paris. Time passes and Cosette grows up. Revolution is in the air, led by a young idealist, Marius. Marius and Cosette meet and fall in love. But the absurd couple from whom Jean Valjean rescued Cosette attempts to capture Jean Valjean to collect ransom. Jean Valjean escapes and plans to flee the city with Cosette. Whoa! 
As they attempt to leave, the revolt begins, and they are caught in the middle of the fighting. In the revolutionaries' camp, Jean Valjean encounters Javert, who has been caught trying to spy on the revolutionaries. Jean Valjean is given the task of killing Javert, but he lets him go. You are free. There are no conditions, no bargains or petitions. There's nothing that I blame you for. When the revolt goes poorly, all of the young revolutionaries are killed except Marius, who is badly wounded. Jean Valjean carries him through the sewers. Javert intercepts Jean Valjean as he saves Marius. Javert demands Jean Valjean surrender and threatens to shoot him if he does not. Jean Valjean refuses. Tortured by the mercy Jean Valjean had previously shown him and his duty to the law, Javert jumps to his death rather than choose between the competing ideals. Jean Valjean returns Marius to Cosette. Jean Valjean tells Marius about his past, imploring him to care for Cosette. Jean Valjean disappears because he fears for Cosette's safety. Cosette and Marius marry, but their wedding is interrupted by the nefarious and ghastly caretakers, who inadvertently reveal to Marius where Jean Valjean is hiding. Marius and Cosette rush to Jean Valjean's side. They find him near death at a convent. They bid him a tearful goodbye. Jean Valjean is led into death by visions of those who have gone before him. Fantine, the young revolutionaries, and the bishop who first showed him mercy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Where to start? Jennifer Graham uh, from the Boston Globe had this to say about Les Mis, the movie. She writes, the professional atheists, mighty in their quest to drive religion from the public square, have been flattened by a filthy French waif. Such a subversive, that little Cosette. It was a sneaky thing that Victor Hugo did, publishing his book 150 years ago. We can't have Bibles in schools anymore. But still, we have Les Miserables, which puts forth the essence of the Christian faith as well as John, Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Until a month ago, she writes, I was one of the wretched ones the Les Miserables, who had never experienced the power of the musical Les Mis. But then I went to the production, put on the Hopkinton High School drama department, and emerged a Les Mis junkie. I went three times, and each time I wondered, who's the slacker who let God in the building? How did he slip by the security camera in this dense and deeply spiritual story? God has no speaking part not even a cameo, but from the early image of Jean Valjean standing next to a cross on a mountaintop to the closing scene of an angelic Fantine leading Jean toward the reanimated barricade, 
Les Mis is a passion play full of New Testament imagery. She closes, driven from classrooms and rotundas, God has found a toehold on the stage, and he dreams a dream of a culture that is receptive to sin and its redemption, to the dangerous idea that light and darkness are more than a metaphor, to the utterly ridiculous notion that God exists and that behind the barricade of our increasingly secular culture, there blooms a people of faith. Graham also says this, and it captures the main point I want to share with you this morning. She says, despite the misery and suffering that permeates the story, Les Mis radiates hope. The Bible tells us that while things like prophecy and knowledge will eventually serve their purpose and pass away, three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And my friends, besides the story of the Bible, of course, I've never heard a more powerful story showing that to be true than Les Miserables. In our quest uh, to find talking points that our culture uh, is already talking about, and for us to find those talking points about God, it's hard to know where to start with this incredible movie. So many shining examples of God's truth are found in it. I wanted to preach an entire series on Les Mis, but my advisory team voted me down. Yeah, let's hear it for the advisory team. <laughs> I'll pay for that. <laughs> so uh, you can blame them or thank them. Um, I preached on Les Mis uh, not too long ago when the first Les Mis movie came out, and I picked up on the theme in that message of the power of, uh, of mercy and love, and of course that's everywhere in the story. So I thought I'd try something a little bit different this time and pick up on that second of faith, hope, and love and talk a little bit about hope because this one, this Les Mis production, it seems to me even uh, opens the door further on uh, the story of hope. Have you ever felt hopeless? Ever face uh, any circumstances in life or things that happen that make it hard um, to stay hopeful? Sometimes uh, life gives us big things um, that go wrong. Uh, that can try and rob us of our hope. But there are those little things too, right? And the thing about the little things often in life, they come at us in rapid succession sometimes. Like just little body, bow, uh, body blow jabs <laughs> that punches at our hope. I've, um, I've had um, quite a week, um, and uh, my week is an example of uh, those little body blows to hope 
See if you can relate to these things happening. Uh, it began about a week ago when my water heater died. And um, did you know water heaters are all in collusion with one another to die during the wee hours of the night? <laughs> They're in cahoots with uh, smoke detector batteries. And so water was all over the basement floor, and that had to be replaced. And then a couple days later, one of our cars uh, needed all new brakes, not just the cheaper pads, but everything, including the rotors. And then the next day, the air conditioner on my car, well, it just stopped. And... Um, I, I learned something, that um, sometimes when an air compressor breaks, it doesn't break all the way, and it works halfway for a while, and when it does that, it spreads metallic shavings like cancer throughout the whole circulatory system of the air conditioner. Long story short, you know what that costs to fix? <laughs> $4,000. Oh, it's okay. It, only 2800 if I use reconditioned parts. <laughs> I'm uh, working on a plan to buy a swamp cooler, put it on the roof of my car. <laughs> and then last Sunday, um, after the sermon, after the message, I'm always tired. Uh, we had lunch with my parents. It was great. I finally got home. I just oh, sat down in the family room. I was there 10 seconds, 10 seconds. And then in from the garage comes uh, my lovely wife, Jill. And she said, let me get this right, the garage door won't go up more than a foot. I'm done trying to figure it out, and I found this on the garage floor. I don't know if it means anything. <laughs> and she hands me that little metal wheel and rod. <clears throat> And so, yeah, I think that means something. <clears throat> and so financially, those sort of things are just hope crushers, jabbers, aren't they? And also just emotionally, spiritually, physically, there's a drain that life can be on us sometimes. It just hammers at us. Sometimes it gangs up on our reserve of hope sometimes, doesn't it? It's just frustrating. And I know uh, that example of things going wrong, uh, those littler things, water heaters, air conditioners, and garage doors, uh, I know they pale, they pale in comparison to if we pass the mic around the room, um, some of those big, ugly, devastating hope crushers that we know all too well in community, things like cancer, things like uh, broken and abusive relationships, and things like death of someone that we love. I bet we all have at least one hopeless causing story that we could tell this morning, right? Les Mis is likewise full of hope hopeless stories too. Perhaps um, none more so than the character Fantine and what she faces with providing for 
her daughter. As you heard in the movie summary, she has to sell her, she loses her job, she sells her hair, uh, she has to sell her teeth, and finally even her body, and she's lost every sense of self-esteem or dignity that you can possibly imagine as she fails and fails and fails again to help her daughter, and she finally bottoms out. Hope is gone. She reaches the bottom of the barrel of life where all hope is lost. And through her song that I'm about to show you, the clips are a little longer, a little more lingering this morning. It's part of the power of the movie that I hope you can feel with a, with a longer clip. But through this song, her song that I'm about to show you, um, probably the one that won Anne Hathaway the Oscar, we're invited by it to feel with Fantine her hopelessness. So I invite you to join her there just for a, a few minutes if you can. And as you watch, maybe we can, as we watch, we can ask ourselves, can we relate sometimes? Let's watch. I dreamed a dream in time gone by And hope was high and life worth living I dreamed that love would never die I dreamed that God would be forgiving And I was young and unafraid And dreams were made used wasted There was no ransom to be paid No song unsung, no wine untasted But the tigers come at night With their voices soft as thunder As they tear your hope apart As they turn your dream to shame He slept his summer by my side He filled my days with endless wonder He took my childhood and his
my life would be so different from this hell I'm living. So never know from what it seemed. No, life has killed the dream. Have you ever felt uh, Fontaine's hopelessness? Life ever turned any of your dreams uh, to shame? I think the power of Les Mis is it takes you deep uh, into the hopelessness and struggle and pain of the wretched. But it doesn't leave you there. In fact, it offers, it shouts, it trumpets a way out. And in short, uh, the way out of hopelessness is the biblical way out of it. The way out is finding hope in God. In this next clip uh, I want to show you, unique again to this particular version of Les Mis, we will see, you will see nearly every major character in the story singing along the same song to the same march to the same beat. All of them, every one of them, have something hopeless, some struggle, some pain that they're dealing with, and yet every one of them uh, somehow finds the strength to carry on to continue to hope in the face of hopelessness they're drawn i think even to the last proclamation of the song they find hope for one more day or as the song goes for one day more as we watch maybe we can ask ourselves and listen for that line at the end what gives them hope to give it another go, one day more. And maybe we can ask as well, can we find that same hope that enables us to sing along in our one day mores of life? Let's watch. One day more. Another day, another destiny This never-ending road to Calvary These men who seem to know my crime Will surely come a second time One day more I did not live until today How can I live when we are parted? One day more Tomorrow you'll be walked away And yet with you my world has started One more day you'll 
on my own. Will we ever meet again? One more day with him not caring. I was born to be with you. What a life I might have known. And I swear I will be true. But he never saw me there. day before the storm I follow where she goes at the barricades of freedom shall I join my brothers there when our ranks begin to fall do I stay do I dare will you take your place with me the time is now We will nip it in the bud. We'll be ready for these schoolboys. They will wet themselves Bloody with blood. Ma. Watch them run amok. Catch them as they fall. Never know your luck when, when there's, there's a free for all. Here's a little dip. Very little touch. Most, Most of them are gone, so they won't miss much. One day, two, and you in I fight with you. One day more. I will join these people's heroes. We will follow where they go. We will learn their little secrets. We will tell the things they know. One day to revolution. We will nip it in the bud. We'll be ready for this soul. Tomorrow is the judgment day. Tomorrow. Les Mis finds hope, I think, at least there's a talking point there, ultimately in God, doesn't it? They look with hope to see what God in heaven has in store for them. The bishop uh, gives hope in God to Valjean. Valjean praises God for the strength to carry on. He passes that hope on to Fantine and Cosette. Fantine, who recognizes Valjean as sent from God above. Valjean turns to God in hope and a beautiful prayer that he'll save Marius from death. Hope permeates Les Mis. This hope in God and what he has in store one day more. This hope that gives us enough, no matter what we're dealing with, to take that one more step, one day more. I think uh, this song, to me, or some version of it, should be on the lips uh, of every believer daily. Something like, okay, here we go. I know that life is going to jab at my hope today, maybe in those little ways, or maybe uh, there's a big thing that comes my way. But come what may, 
one day more, Lord, together. I will hope in you, and together let's go see what you have in store one day more. I don't, whatever you're dealing with, my friends, that takes away from your hope, let me assure you that there is a God in heaven who is hope and will see you through one day more until that very last one day more when there won't be any one day mores. They'll just be tomorrow. Maybe that tomorrow will look a lot and feel a lot like this. Let's watch. Listen to the Apostle John as he writes what he sees in the book of the Revelation. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth had passed away. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look! God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne then said, I am making everything new. Amen? This is the hope of Les Mis, my friends, and it's our hope to live in that hope and pass it on to others, a hope that despite hopelessness flourishes one day more until tomorrow comes. And if you find someone that uh, isn't at all interested in hearing the story of the Bible or Jesus, they've heard that all before, don't give me that, for whatever reason they don't want to hear it, you might, however, find them willing to engage over the story of Les Mis. Many are. And that wouldn't be a bad start. And don't be surprised if we join our conversation in the conversations that are already happening over this incredible stories. 
Don't be surprised if God uses that to help people discover God himself and who he really is, this God of hope. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Father, for all that you've done, creating the world and the universe and everything and everyone in it out of love. Thank you, Father, for being a, a dad whose heart breaks when we choose to do it another way, but who nevertheless relentlessly pursues us and through the sacrifice of your amazing son finds a way to be with us again forever and ever. Thank you for being that loving, gracious, merciful father. Father, I don't know if Les Mis uh, will give any of us in here an opportunity to talk about you, but if it does, please have us be ready to share Whatever in our culture, Father, points to, whatever good there is, help us to engage, help us to be part of the world, help us to be in the world, but not, while not part of it, help us to nevertheless be in it, and give us the antennas and the ears to hear what's being talked about, and give us, give us the humble guts, give us the, the strength and encouragement, give us what it takes to engage, and not to back away in fear or shame from those deep subjects like the movie Les Mis does oh so well. Help us to engage, Father, so that the world may know who you are, this God of faith, hope, and love. We love you, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Would you stand, please, uh, for the benediction? invite you all to turn and face me if you like. If you're visiting, I like to do this because uh, it's one reminder right before we go that uh, church is community and family. You can like wave across the aisles to your brothers and sisters, right? Instead of just facing forward. Yeah, or you can point them out. The Apostle Paul gives us this word of hope and encouragement in the book of Romans. He says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. See you all at the hoedown tonight. God bless you all.